Hey guys, welcome back to the Lady Lorian show. Um, first, before we get into everything today, I want to say thank you for everyone listening and supporting our first episode. Um, the response has been really great and we really appreciate um, all of you. So thank you. Before we get into everything, um, just a refresh that I'm Kenzie. We also have Ruthie back again and Dodge. And we also have Rose here this week for the first time. So Rose, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit before we get started. Hi, so I'm Rose. I'm the youngest of the Lady Lorians. I've uh, been a part of the Star Wars fandom or whatever you want to call it uh, since birth. Uh, it was predestined for me to be into Star Wars. Uh, over quarantine, I got really into it with the Mandalorian. So it's great that I found this group of girls. And so today we will be talking about chapter 10 but we will also be discussing the different toys that have come out that may or may not be controversial, depending on which Mandalorian fan you're talking about. So let's get it right into the toys. Okay, so first of all, the Black Series Mandalorian. Rest in peace, Pedro Pascal. Let's Um, take a moment of silence for Pedro right here. It's so ugly. It doesn't even look like him. It doesn't. And for reference, also, like, the Poe one doesn't look like Oscar Isaac as well. This has been, like, a constant problem with Black Series. Um, A lot of people have spoken out about how awful Black Series can be with making quality control issues. Uh, Specifically, the Rex and Around podcast has talked about it quite a bit. Wow, plug, 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 plug. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if any of you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, we don't really have a picture or something that we could describe to you, but the best way we could describe it for you is... You could, could in fact, insert a picture of it. But I... Yes, I could, but for your own eyes. um, I'll spare that for you. (laughs) You can look it up for yourself. Um, If you don't know what it looks like... If you know what Shrek looks like, human Shrek, <laughs> it looks like human Shrek. They did Pedro Pascal so dirty. It's, it's uh, I believe, to my knowledge, it's our first action figure of Din Djarin with a removable helmet. Yes. So the reason so many of us are repulsed by it is because Din Djarin's face underneath the helmet hardly resembles Pedro Pascal in real life and it just yeah it just does not do his handsome face justice. Many Mandalorian fans that I discussed uh, agree that they whitewashed Pedro quite a bit Uh, like Ruthie said it doesn't even look like him honestly didn't do him justice Uh, I I don't even know how bad you have to mess it up for something to look like that I feel like they they got a completely different person and they're like this is Pedro right and they're like yeah (laughs) no it wasn't it was just like his long lost evil twin and that's how we got this I am interested to see what they're gonna look like in the box because Hasbro does have like notorious quality control issues so if that's what like the advertisement for it look like what are the ones in the boxes gonna look like I, 
I remember watching the, the Mando Monday video and they pulled out that action figure and I was like, all right, this is it. We're going to see his face. They took off the helmet and the entire chat on the YouTube page blew up and they were like who is that that is not Pedro Pascal that is human Shrek they did him so dirty and it was so funny because the uh the people that were narrating the Mando Monday they were like that looks so good (laughs) they they didn't even try I bet you that wasn't even like Pedro's like first take he responded uh, to it did you see that he responded he responded to it yesterday <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> love that guy do we want to talk about maybe the, the most controversial <laughs> toy that has come out of the man i think we do mm-hmm. i think we should um so if you grew up i don't know back when i like 10 15 years ago when i was like five to ten years old Boppets were very popular. They're a toy. You hit it, you pull things on it. They have decided to release a Mandalorian themed one where the whole Boppet is Baby Yoda. Um, and the responses have been interesting. Every time I see that toy, all I can think of is the scene from season one where the stormtroopers have Baby Yoda in a bag. <laughs> And they're, like, beating the crap out of him. Like, that's all I see. The inspiration for the <laughs> I mean, for the real! Boppet, the Boppet the creators, they're in bankruptcy. <laughs> and they go and they're like, this is our time to shine. <laughs> yeah, this is their redemption <laughs> art. <laughs> Galaxy brain, they're like, I've got it. Those of you that hate when we say Baby Yoda instead of the child, this toy is for you. This is the one for you. You go out and get it. You buy this bad boy and you use, you break the world record of how many times you can destroy the child. I think this toy in particular is just proof that you cannot put the child on any merchandise and it work. Yeah. I mean, it is teaching your kids to beat the crap out of a small, vulnerable creature. <laughs> I, I mean it's called the child for christ's sake mop um, twist and pull the child's limbs like no that just is not right it's not right it doesn't sit well with me no nope. how did I wonder this get what the through sales. hq yeah i wonder what the sales are gonna be like is it actually gonna do well i, I do just, not like, know i wish i was in the boardroom when the person was like <laughs> i got it i got it the child but make it a bop it like who <laughs> I think the funniest part is Mando narrating it, like as if I, first he's encouraging all, you to beat his kid. Yes, which is like, so out of character. It. So out of character. But what? And the fact people were like, "Is that Pedro voicing the toy?" You think Pedro would <laughs> crawl out of his LA mansion to go? <laughs> voice over the child getting beaten for a boppet no it is not pedro i don't know about that one chief my question is why couldn't we have made the boppet a bad guy where's our moth gideon bop that's what i was gonna say i feel like din would encourage us instead to um bop twist and pull um a bounty of his and not the the one he's protecting 
but one that he's going to kill or freeze in carbonite honestly just why in general that's my (laughs) question because we did we need it like no no there a need for this no no it was dead it was dead speaking of things that we need or don't need (laughs) we should probably talk about chapter 10 yeah oh my what a transition (laughs) well I only say that because there has been a lot of conversation about chapter 10 being more of a filler episode so some people are not so pleased other people love it um so I definitely think we can talk about what happened in this episode and its importance can I start yes absolutely okay so Start by telling them how many times you have viewed chapter 10 of The Mandalorian. Uh, and in how many days, too. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> I have watched it five times. But let me tell you. Um, okay, let me get to the point. This is my favorite episode. And I don't care what you guys think about it being a filler episode. I live for the filler episodes. Sanctuary, chapter four. That was my favorite episode. That, that was my is, favorite episode. That I want to live in Sanctuary. Sanctuary, <laughs> controversial take, best episode to date. Best episode to date. I love chapter four. It's so good. And so this episode, in the last episode of our podcast, I talked about how I wanted a din and child moment. But I didn't just get a did and child moment. I got an episode and I am so thankful. The Lord heard my prayers and I got a whole episode worth of did and child. A whole episode and there were so many moments and we get to see the development of did and the child. We get to see nap time. We get to see Din yelling at the child for eating the mama's eggs. We get to see it all. We see the relationship and I'm here for it, and I love it, and I will watch that episode every single day to the day I die. Anyways, who's next? Um, do we want to get into, like, just, like, talking about the episode as it goes? Because um, we can start with the very beginning when the um, – I don't know if they were actually bounty hunters um, or what they were or what they were doing, but they were obviously trying to get the child. Yes, um so I think that brings us back into like the reality of like people are still looking for this child and they want the baby and that has not gone away I don't think that was for the baby though was it for the baby no yeah I think it was because they said grab the child and like yeah they said get the child but I think they said get the child because they knew it was Din's weakness because if they really wanted the child the character wouldn't have stealing Din's jetpack over the child you do bring up a good point because he put the knife to the child's throat yes um and it looked like his goal his ultimate goal wasn't to kill the child it was to threaten the child to get something of value off Din yeah it could be interpreted I mean, I don't know. I think also, though, that could have just been because, like, Din had already taken out all the other people with him, and he was like, he's going to kill me, so I have to leverage the child. Th- that's hmm. my thought exactly, too. Yeah. Interesting. The thing, yeah, we don't the know. Thing, it's not like we can ask them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, hey, what's your opinion? <laughs> we don't know, but I do think even if that wasn't, like, they weren't trying to get the child, like, originally, like, 
it does bring us back to that idea of the child is still very much wanted by people out in the galaxy and they're going to keep coming for it. And perhaps the search has become more widespread and people on other planets and in other systems are aware of the child's existence and value. To add on, like Ruthie said, like it might not even be like open for bounty hunters. It might be like, if you can get the kid, I'll give you this amount of money, you know? Yeah, that could be true. That also brings up a good point because obviously I don't understand how they track the child. I don't understand. Does he have a chip in him? Does he, is it like DNA? They can somehow track where DNA is in the galaxy. Like how are they tracking him? Because how come Din hasn't figured out a way to stop whatever their like tracking device is to get off the child? Yes. My guess would be that there are probably spies um, or like imperial spies on different planets that are tasked with looking for Din and trying to locate the child maybe. I feel like it would just be by word of mouth, you know, someone with ill intention saw Din in this cantina on this planet talking to this person, I heard that he's going here, follow him. You know, I feel like there might just be a group that has, you know, an eye out for him. I'm not sure. I don't think it's anything technological. Yeah, I I agree with Ruthie. I think we definitely saw in the first season too that um, the ex-imperials or the remnants of the um, Imperials are still all around the galaxy. Um, they're not obviously public about it, but obviously they are still there. Um, so they are still on these planets reporting these things to people like Moff Gideon. I don't know. But the thing is, do they have the trackers for the child? How did they track the, the child through the trackers? Yeah. And obviously they gave out the trackers to a lot more bounty hunters. So I'm sure we're going to still see a bunch more of those characters maybe it was a good like point the little thing he was in the little carrier he was in like the first one he was in that had the tracker in it but they gave him a new din made a new carrier for him and season yeah. remember when quill when din was like i need a new carrier for the kid yeah, yeah. And quill was like i'll make it so does that mean he doesn't have a tracker anymore it's just word of mouth now yeah, that's how I think it would work. Maybe we'll find out later in this season. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see who we'll see who connects the child and how he fe- figured out where the child was. Well, once Din gets the jetpack back and the child back, um, we then transition to the cantina, the very familiar table, wink wonk, and we are met with Pelly and um dr mandible i'd like to know where dr mandible got his insect phd um i'd like to talk to whoever <laughs> named knows. character i'd like to talk to whoever named this character um, seriously i want to know what he's a doctor of i want to know why he's a doctor like what's his story before we talk about mr dr mandible um a very important thing i would like to get into that i noticed while i was rewatching this episode is that when Din gets away from the the people trying to steal Baby Yoda, he's still covered in dragon slime. But when he walks into the bar, he's clean. 
So when mm. did he take a shower? I have a lot of mm. questions. That brings up one of my notes that we were trying to decipher earlier. It was when Baby Yoda was bumping along with Din and whether or not Baby Yoda has a concussion. Also, <laughs> I mentioned that to someone. No, I mentioned that to someone I was watching with. I was like, I cannot believe that Baby Yoda is just in this bag and he's getting banged against Din's metal armor all day. Like, first of all, he doesn't have shoes and he's walking in snow and in hot sand. Then dad puts him in the European man bag. And like Rose said, he's very potentially getting bruises and concussions. It's like, dude, let me revoke your your dad of the year award right quick. (laughs) Literally, like we talked about last week with him leaving the kid everywhere, like, this guy needs some dad classes. <laughs> We're going to call out did it a lot of different things. In the speeder, can we also talk about how he puts the child right next to the exhaust? And that bad kid is freaking sucking up all that exhaust. Yeah. Maybe he's not going to die because of some other person. is because of the mismanagement from Din. <laughs> what a tough way to go. That's not far off. <laughs> also din is telling his fans to bop the child so he wants us in on the fun you know <laughs> but, but yeah that was a big thought that took up some space in my mind during yeah, this episode bathe? was was like how did did it rain but it doesn't rain because it's a desert planet so like he had mm-hmm. to stop somewhere to like wash his armor or something i don't really understand when you're, when you're that hot the dirt just goes away but it was he, slime he went to a speeder stop i don't care what it was he went up to the counter and he was like i need a shower give me a number there's like a I gas station no they probably just pulled out a hose and they just <laughs> squirted him as he was going down as he shower in a can <laughs> or he just swan dived into an animal's uh water pool Maybe he's got some baby wipes for um, Yodito's changes on the Razor Crest. And so he just took some baby wipes. And... But um, kind of back to Pelly and Dr. Mandible. Um, Dr. Mandible, which is a giant ant person. <laughs> this episode was a giant ant doctor. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Given his um, potentials. This episode was directed by the director of Ant-Man. So I don't know if that has anything to do with there being a does. giant ant character <laughs> right in the beginning. He's like, I only direct films and episodes with ants. If there's no insects, I don't want a part of it. And they were like, fine, fine, we'll put an ant in. <laughs> it was in the contract. He's like, I'm not signing until I see I can have an ant. reference people reference people all the disney franchises are coming together (laughs) but he's oh you're right you're right how can we reference marvel (laughs) we got them we got the marvel fans but he's definitely a doctor in anthropology (laughs) all right let's kick dodge out right here right now Uh, who has that power (laughs) dodge is unfortunately the host of the meeting (laughs) let's change that real quick I love the part. I love that he is bedding and he's carrying literally everything on his back that Pelly's like, oh, so you killed the Mandalorian that you went to go and talk to? That was hilarious. thought that was funny. I like that that was her first assumption. <laughs> She's a queen. Straight up murder. I love her. She's so funny. 
I'm surprised she didn't steal baby Yoda. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely thought about that in the first season. I thought she was going to steal him. (laughs) He just left his child with her and he didn't know her. But obviously, he was like, "Eh." it's given him confidence in her. But yes, then we skip to the part where we see Froggy Lady, Froggy Mama, the queen. No, she's not a gecko. She's a gecko. No, she's a gecko. She's a frog. She's a frog. She's a gecko. Did you see her hands? She's. Did you see her? Um, do, do you see her hands? Do you see her Rose, hands? She's a gecko. Rose. Rose. On the official Wikipedia page, she's a frog. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not <gasps> anymore. I'm changing Facts. Wikipedia. Wikipedia <laughs> can go away. She, I'm she Wikipedia a, now. She doesn't have a name. Can um, I make one more comment lady. before we transition out of the cantina? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you guys notice that the table where Pelly and Doctor mandible we're sitting was um the table where han shot greedo yes no yes i don't know the fan service easter egg easter egg but yes moving on plenty we we are talking to the frog lady the nameless frog lady a legend um and she needs some help I wish she had a name because I feel kind of wrong calling her Frog Lady. Me too. But they didn't give her one, so we could give her a name. Oh, so Doctor Mandible's gonna have a name, but Frog Lady, who is in it more than literally, literally the title of the episode. The title of the episode is this lady. Um, I'm going to name her non-canonically Amphibia. Okay, so (laughs) Amphibia. Um. She's gonna be <laughs> I'm calling her Gekoina. <laughs> Sorry, Kenzie, go. Someone else. <laughs> you really threw her off for a loop on that one. Head, em- Head empty. <laughs> Miss Amphibia needs a ride. Yes. Yes. Because she's got some eggs and they're not doing too hot. And she needs to get to, I believe, Trask. Yes. Right? Trask. First of all, I'm um, naming my first son Trask. I think it's so, a really cool name. Yeah. She needs to go to Trask because her husband is there. And this is the first time we're hearing of Trask. So we don't really know what it looks like. We don't know where he's going. Um, it better but be pretty. Can we say it's like a little irresponsible of her husband to just like leave her on Tatooine? Mm-hmm. To, like, get transport mm-hmm. herself. The reason she needs to get there is because it is the only um, place in the galaxy where her species is hospitable. And can I say a potential spoiler? Go and ahead. Like, um, th- this is the water planet that Din is walking on in the trailer. I, f- I, f- mm-hmm. I assumed, considering oh, sure. she's a frog... <laughs> Yeah, I would think so Gekawina. too. Gekawina. <laughs> the disrespect. Anyway, I would agree with that theory, Dodge, because Thank you. if you've noticed so far, everything we've seen in the trailer, or the majority of what we've seen in the trailer, has been directly out of episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever is left in the trailer, the footage that we've seen, has got to be from early in the season. 
It's it, it's reminding me of Marvel. Can you tell I'm a Marvel fan? How Marvel only shows the oh, first really? 15. Oh, really? I can't tell by the giant Thanos <laughs> poster behind you. It's yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. For those of you it's who are streaming audio on Spotify and Apple, um, Dodge has some some big Marvel posters on her wall behind her in her room. All right, ladies, we are on our way to Trask to lay some eggs. But first, we get stopped by the cops. No, we don't get stopped by the cops. The we get stopped by some X-Wing pilots, um, one of whom is our boy Dave Filoni. Um, I, I suspect that he has a very tiny cowboy hat on underneath the helmet. <laughs> it's there. Um, just, just a fan theory. Oh, it's cool to see um, Filoni as his like character's name is Trapper Wolf, because um, he was in um, Chapter Six as well last season. So it's cool to see that like back. I wouldn't be surprised if Favreau is teaching him how to put himself inside a series, just like Favreau <laughs> did to, uh, to Marvel. I can see it coming. Favreau <laughs> definitely had a conversation with Filoni. was like, listen, you have this capability. You got to do it if you ever want to be in Star Wars again. And I'm here for it. I love Dave. Um, I wrote in my notes, why the New Republic people got to be so annoying. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, really, y'all got to act like cops and be like, mm, sorry, can't go. Like, just let him just let him fly. He's just going to nowhere. doesn't matter. I just like how Din was riding this giant piece of jock and he's like yeah this is gonna work i'm so gonna get away from these x-wings like sir i know <laughs> he's we... like flying such an old ship and it's he's like, falling yep. apart already <laughs> totally gonna get away from them kinsey i was excited to see trapper wolf again too because i feel like a callback to chapter six was really necessary and imminent because we seem to forget that Din was literally involved in a prison break. Um, yeah. And he was lucky to get away with what he got away with up to this point. Um, so I'm glad that they tied up that loose end and didn't leave us wondering, like, there's got to be people that are still looking out for him after this incident. I disconnected that. I didn't realize that's why they were looking for him. I was like, what the hell? Is yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's why he was running. <laughs> okay, my favorite part about the running part is when Miss Frog Lady is just sleeping, having her best life, and then Din <laughs> floors it, and they're going to the, he floors it to the other planet, and he speeds around as they're chasing them, and then he decides to just freaking turn off his ship and just plummet into the <laughs> planet, and Frog Lady is screaming her head out and i am here for it because that would be me that would be me that would be everyone dodge i <laughs> feel so you. bad for amphibia and all of her encounters with men like we we have to find this woman a man of character we need to find her a gentleman because she okay. ain't being treated right poor kikawina like <laughs> her eggs are getting <laughs> eaten by baby yoda like yeah can i talk about the eggs? she's not having a good time go ahead yeah um so as we've discussed um i watched it a lot of times (laughs) so i decided to count the eggs because i was interested um so (laughs) 
we started off the episode with 26 eggs. When the final scene happens, when you count the eggs, there are 14 eggs. Homeboy ate 12 <laughs> eggs. <laughs> maybe if Din would have some... Eggs. Maybe if Din would have some Gerber puffs on board, then this wouldn't be a problem. If he um, had some gummies, this wouldn't have happened. Getting kind of back on track here with what's going on <laughs> in this storyline. Din flies into this ice planet. We don't know what it is. Some people are es- or guessing if it's a planet we've seen before. I think it's just an ice planet, a random one. Um, oh they, fly, they fly into the ice planet away from these people. And he lands and then the floor breaks and they plummet into like a cave and it destroys the whole of the razor crest um so So we're kind of left with them in a cave with a really messed up ship and it's gonna get really cold really fast saying he lands on this ice planet would be generous yeah that's stretching he's falling with style Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's go yeah. with that. So he falls yeah. with style onto this ice planet. And huge, huge hole in the hole. And Frog Lady is not pleased. <laughs> Homegirl is mad. Mad, mad, mad. And she doesn't even know the child's eating her eggs yet. She doesn't <laughs> even know. Man, I would lose my mind. I'd be like, you can't even take me to where I need to go, and your kid is eating my children. I'm gonna be honest. I was here for it. I thought it was hilarious. And I thought it was funny too. It was fun. I was just like over it. I was just like, why, why, just stop, discipline your kid. It was just funny the her. first three just... times. The fourth time, I was like, all right, you're a brat. See, I have the 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 humor of a four year old. So every time that that little child took out that egg, I I was laughing. I was laughing. I was that person. And you know, I'm not ashamed of it. I thought it was hilarious. You know, Dodge has never worked with kids. <laughs> I do not like children. <laughs> that is a joke. Kinda. Really. <laughs> So Din has crash landed on this ice planet, and as he starts to repair his ship, the child um, leads him to discover um, Amphibia's footprints that are leading inside a cave. And inside the cave, we find a homegirl in a hot spring um, trying to warm her eggs because... Um, she's afraid that they're going to freeze. Um, and Din, where is the respect? He walks in on this naked woman. It doesn't even acknowledge it. He's just like, oh, another. I'm glad you were thinking about that because I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, where are your clothes? I don't, it, well, she's I, I a she's a she's a frog. So is she really naked? Don't know. Sure. I don't think um, the gecko is naked. If she had a dress to begin with and then she takes it off, she naked. I think that's more for, like, fashion purposes than, like, mm-hmm. functional purposes. Uh, 
But while she's in there, Baby Yoda, being very hungry as he was this whole episode, decides mm-hmm. to wander his behind over to these like polyps that are in the ground. And he decides to just rip one open and <laughs> eat like it. A and maniac. The moment he pulled that thing open and I saw the spider that he was eating, I was like, this is going nowhere that I would like. Like, I just knew from that moment that this was about to get real bad. To all of the fans of Star Wars who also suffer from arachnophobia, I just want to congratulate you on your bravery and I want to commend you for sitting through you know, probably about 12 minutes of spider hell. It was possibly some of the worst minutes of my life. I couldn't look at the screen. I don't even hate spiders, and it made me uncomfortable. I was like, so we really going to do this? Yeah. All right, but it could have been worse because the spiders in the concept art, I don't know if you guys saw in the credits, had giant red eyes all over the screen. So these spiders were a little more um, bearable in canon than they were in the concept art. But Dodge, what were you going to say? I didn't know that many people were afraid of spiders till I finished the episode, you know, on this episode high. Like, yes, this is so good. I loved this episode. This is what I'm talking about. I go to the timeline in the whole entire Twitter timeline is that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm uncomfortable. And everyone complaining about it. And I was like, I had no idea that many people were scared of spiders. But now I do. Now I know. And yeah, I can understand why it's scary. Yeah, think of uh, people other than yourself. Dodge. (laughs) Sorry, I'm Um, sorry, okay? I do have to say my favorite part of that whole scene, though, is frog lady, like, running. And then that's when you, like, you see her, like, frog nature come out. <laughs> She's, oh, like, yes. jumping or whatever, like, doing frog jumps to run away. Girl left. The frog jumps looks really awkward, uh, like, in my opinion. Like, I think it was probably because of the terrain. But I don't know. It just didn't look real frog-like. And that's why she's Gekulina. Um But you're like, disrespecting. 15% or more on car insurance. Don't expose her husband like that. Oh, my God. Amphibious husband is the Geico Gecko. <laughs> Didn't oh, you know? It's canon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's why he had to leave he had a commercial to do all right well luckily after a very entertaining battle a little little tussle with these spiders um din gets back to the razor crest um he begins to repair it they try to take off from and leave the planet but I uh, encounter some technical difficulties because after all, Mans did only toy with like one wire and was like, yeah, this should be good. Um, His toolbox <laughs> had probably one tool in it. Then our buddy cops um, show up to his rescue and began um, blasting the spiders. Um, however... Something uh, someone I was watching with picked up on that I did not because I'm not a huge gamer myself. 
um, is that the X-Wing pilots blaster fire, uh, the sounds weren't canon. That was Stormtrooper E-11 blaster fire, and um, they were firing um, A-280C blasters. Dude, same. No, I mean, this went over my I would have never. But I found it to be an interesting detail. How could you detail. guys not pick up on that? <laughs> I found it to be <laughs> an comments. interesting detail. Actually, and I thought was... <laughs> that there might be some listeners who would find this interesting. But yeah, they were firing A280C Rebel Blasters, and um, the sound of those blasters was canonized in the EA Battlefront games. So, if you picked up on this detail and you are enraged, I feel for you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you didn't, join the rest of us. I'm Um, kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, I did did find that weird that there was a little inconsistency in the sound design there. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounded blasty to me. Yeah, Yeah. I literally... Sound they all sound the same to my brain. <laughs> okay, when Din comes out and they talk about all of the things that he's done and why he gets to walk away with his life, and he has the audacity, the audacity to be like, how about um, I don't take the reward and you come in and help me fix this hole? And those sassy pilots go, no. And then fly away as Din is just chilling on the thing. And then he, you know, goes back to the ship. They Sassy. said, you thought. You thought. Din really thought he was in a position to bargain. Like, sir, you have nothing to offer them. Yeah. <laughs> no no shit. your butts. Yeah. So he goes back in and he fixes up what he can in um, the cockpit of the um, ship so they can still so they can try to fly out even though like the whole of the stri- ship is destroyed like are they ever gonna fix the razor crest like that is the worst damaged <laughs> ship cannot, i have seen like, it, is space, that. it is a space jalopy and while they're flying away after he like repairs what he can he thinks it's funny to be like <laughs> wake me up if the doors fly open and then the lady's like frog lady amphibia is like what and he's like just kidding we'll be dead (laughs) he's like sweet dreams (laughs) (laughs) like what makes you think you can make those kind of jokes he is a terrible taxi driver and amphibia went through a lot this episode (laughs) she really did my favorite part is how, like, the thing that comes down, whatever you call it, you know, is just, flapping. like, flapping. <laughs> I think uh, they should junk it at the planet Jakku um, for no reason. There's nothing important at Jakku. It's a junk, um, uh, as one could say. Um, but, yeah, I just really know there's no way they can fix the Razor Crest. I noticed one of the guns was, like, lops, lo- a little lopsided. It was little, flying lopsided. little lopsided. <laughs> Um, there's no coming back from this damage. I don't know how he's going <laughs> And that's why he gets a boat. Rest in peace to everyone who just built the Lego Razor Crest <laughs> if Din gets a new ship. I would be pissed. I don't think he'll get a new one. That man will make sure his ship is fixed because he is very attached to it. That man's going to pull up his- <laughs> He's going to pull-, pull out his duct tape 
and get to work just strap that baby together i'm glad though it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine i'm glad though because in the trailer it showed that image of his ship flying with the whole thing and i thought he was dead I thought he was dead, but now I just know that he's a terrible pilot, and that's they're, all. He just yeah, I mean, they're hey, seriously um, dropping some big bombs at the ends of these chapters and leaving us with cliffhangers every time. I'm like, come on! <laughs> hey, Dodge, question. Who do you think was flying the ship? Baby Yoda or the air? If Din was dead. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, Rose. <laughs> I would like to elaborate on this one. Um, so in space, things move. So I just thought it was just space. I thought they just stripped Din and the child, and they were like, "Yeah, this thing's junk," and they ditched it. So that was so my opinion. The force. Yeah, yeah. Force he pulled the Leia. <gasps> we just forgot floated that. back into the ship. <laughs> we um, forgot. <laughs> I not to like go way back in the episode, um, uh, let's, but let's I do go back real quick. I do want to talk about how intelligent Amphibia is because Homegirl said, let me wire this robot so I can talk to him. The vocabulator, miss. Queen. No, I was going to call back on that too because I think that I would make the argument that this episode, even though it didn't advance the plot necessarily, arguably, it was not a filler episode. It definitely had intention and served a purpose. And I think the main purposes of this episode were to develop Din's character more and to offer some political world building elements with the New Republic pilots. Um, but there was, and Dodge, you probably remember the specific exchange better than I do, having seen it a couple more times. But um, when Frog Lady is using the vocabulator from the droid that Kenzie mentioned, she says something to Din. She makes some comment about, I thought in the Mandalorian code, it says dot, 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 and you're doing dot, dot, dot. And um, what was the comment she made in that uh, point? She said that you like, you you accomplish your promises basically. Yeah. And she said that it's Mandalorian code too fulfill your promises basically and so she tells him and then what gets him is she mentions um in the mandalorian or the stories that they tell of us of the mandalorians to our children this is what they tell them and then we see the site where mando looks down at the child and goes fine i'll do it <laughs> whatever he wakes up from his nap and he goes to work yeah I'm yeah she was really playing on din's identity as a mandalorian and i also i think go ahead oh i was i mean you could okay. i was just gonna say that it definitely shows that just because like these these other characters these non-human characters in star wars like even if they don't speak um english or whatever like they're still so intelligent and like can do so much because like to us like the whole episode amphibia's not talking in english we can't understand her we have no idea what she's saying or trying to communicate and then to see her like know that and have that kind of skill it's like oh my goodness like absolutely and the same thing happened in chapter nine when we got to see a different 
representation of the Tuscan Raiders because I touched on in our last episode of the podcast how I had always been terrified of the Tuscan Raiders as a kid and it was hard for me to watch the original trilogy because I found them to be scary and they gave me nightmares and then as I got older I thought they were kind of funny and you know they're easy to laugh at because of the way that they communicate and the sounds they make I said sounded like seagull noises but you know in the last episode we got to see how intelligent those characters were despite the fact they don't communicate like Den or like Cobb and I just think that that's a really awesome idea to establish and it's a really great thing and relevant thing for Favreau to be implementing in the series because I mean it's essentially saying to the viewer you know don't write off people who don't think look or act like you because they still have so much value and so much to offer that we need to give people who are different than us a chance and you know let them demonstrate what they can bring to the table yeah i that's why i love chapter four with omera our queen because she has this this is sorry i love omera she's a queen and she knows how to shoot a gun how does she know how to shoot a gun she's very smart and intelligent and kind and i love her and i want her to come in the back and we love froggy mama who is super smart and can reprogram a robot and i just think that shows something that the ladies are amazing in star wars so to kind of wrap up we're left off with the razor the very damaged razor crest flying off hopefully making it to uh trask which we believe is going to be the water planet. We're pretty sure, 100% sure, that it's going to be the water planet that we saw in the trailers. And if it's not, ignore that comment. We didn't say anything. If it's not, <laughs> we kick Dodge. <laughs> no! That's how I leave. <laughs> and this is, I'm pretty sure, where we're going to see who Sasha Banks is playing, which is almost confirmed to be. Sabine. I mean, I don't know if Disney has confirmed it, but almost everyone has confirmed that it is Sabine. I Ren. hope so. I'm excited. So I would just like to I, put it out there. I don't know if that's if we're gonna see her directly next episode or in chapter twelve. I don't know how long he's gonna be on Trask, but I think that is coming in the next episode or next few episodes. I'd just like to say if Shasha Banks did not have a significant other. I would be that significant other. Uh, <laughs> we'll be sure to pass that along. Sasha Banks. If, you if see any this. of our listeners has a connection hey. to Sasha Banks, go ahead and plug Rose for us. If we're if we're going on that, Dinjard, if you're out there, if you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> I know you're out there listening to us. Um, I'm free Thursday you night. I have nothing to do Thursday night. If you want to come hang out with me Thursday night, in which I'll be doing nothing, in which we can hang out on Thursday night, if you want to contact oh. me on Thursday night. I would just like to plug one more thing. Donald Gleason. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, that one has nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. I just would like to say, uh, if you ever want to get married, I'm free any day. <laughs> And to our viewers and our listeners, if you're free, (laughs) 
on this Wednesday or Thursday night, whenever we've posted or you're listening, be sure to like and subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment. Um, that's that's my all. plug. It's tell us how much you you love us. We, we like that. Val- Don't do validation. that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. But you could do it. <laughs> but if you if you we did, walk. we wouldn't be mad. We would not be mad. If also, you if you if you told your friends who also like Star Wars, we would not be mad to listen to our podcast. Please, yeah. please tell them. Pass it along. Tell everyone. Yeah. Tell your mama. Tell your father. Tell your grandparents. We have some grandparents watching our podcast, and we're there for it. Hello. Yeah, we have supporters of all ages. So yeah, it's been really great to see such a positive response to the show um from such a wide demographic we're really really grateful for you guys um thank you for sharing our content interacting with our content and helping us to get on our feet it really means the world to us we put a lot of energy into this and it's been a really big passion project for us so um thank you for supporting us as we continue to learn and grow as content creators and we can't wait to keep creating stuff for you guys. So thank you for following us on our journey. And we will see you next week to discuss chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. Thank you, guys. We will see you. Bye. Adios. And may the force be with you. This is the this way. This is the way. <laughs>